Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio tonight. Jeff, DW, your hosts on the show, and we've got... Our enormously funny group of guys, they're not really totally funny, but they are fun guys to be around. Kyle and Todd are in studio. Welcome, Hi. you guys. Todd What's sweet? up? Todd Swedish. There's not much funny there. Nah. There can be. <laughs> yeah. totally, to another Swede. Totally but... kidding. Totally kidding. <laughs> it's good to be here, Jeff. Good. What's <laughs> going on, Kyle? <laughs> Nothing much. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Alive and well and not sick and alive. Are, are you glad about <laughs> times like uh, Palm Sunday like today? I mean, are you, are you excited about the fact that we actually stop? And Do you actually remember what went on that day? To be honest with you, Palm Sunday, I usually gloss over. It's okay. one of those Why? like biblical I don't know. I, I think it's, it's, it's something that I definitely should think about more. Um, I think it's something that I totally forget about often, every year. I, I, oh, it's right. Palm Sunday. That's nice. Yeah. That's great. Now, yeah. that, now that we're making it recall to your memory, I mean, why do you think you should make it more significant? I think it's significant in that a week later he's being crucified. Huh. You know? By the same people I, by the that, same people shouting that are shouting out his name. So, I mean, it's like. What happened Would you in do that, that time? Though? I mean, w- w- are you capable today of saying something about God that a week from now you would say the opposite? I'm capable of doing that in a second, not yeah. even a week. So, mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, well, today is Palm Sunday, and it's, yeah, it's a religious holiday. So you may or may not have celebrated if you went to church today. There may or may not have been a remembrance of it. But today is Palm Sunday. It has some significance. And I got to tell you guys, after this winter that we've had up here, I'm ready to go to like Florida and actually see some palm leaves and enjoy. Palm leaves. It would just be great to have a Palm Sunday with a palm Warm. branch and it being in Florida. I'm just saying that would Warm. just be awesome. I don't know about you. If you Anywhere guys those way, palm trees. I'm just yeah. going to use some palm oil on my eggs. Warm. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I wish I could grow a palm, a palm tree up here because then I'd have some kind you of can. semblance that. You can. You can't. Is it going to die? <laughs> you can't grow a palm tree Indoors. in Wisconsin. You just have to build oh, a big, in, tall house. Indoors. You so can't I'm gonna, do that. I'm going to live yes, in like can. a dome, in like a greenhouse and have, you know. You guys, you know what? But <laughs> hey, you'd have your palm tree. Like, I'm going to have some Florida rain going on in my house. Like most of the world, you're trying to figure out why you can't do something. I'm trying to figure out how you can. <laughs> I just revolutionary, that, Dave. That's I. I have yet to experience. Just because you grow a palm tree indoors doesn't mean it's going to be warm outside and there's not going to be snow. Who said? Have you ever tried it? <laughs> it could be warm. I'm just. Inside. I'm positive. Yeah, you're positive. I'm so you have tried sure. it, and you know for sure that if you because here's my theory. Yes. You go to a place where there's a bunch of palm trees planted. It's warm. So if you plant a bunch of palm trees, it'll get warm. Yeah, I think that you should go back to school. Maybe. <laughs> I went to a I'm, Chicago public school. Is that bad? He taught school. <laughs> Oh, there you go. <laughs> Who gave him that license? Jeez. Well, hey. Don't say that on here. Let's we got to cut that one because they're going to revoke his teaching license. They already did. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. well, hey, this is the show where conversations save lives, and so Not we're going to be one. 
Not <laughs> this one's going to oh, okay. eventually, but uh, <laughs> this, this show is really about starting the conversation, and so we're going to talk a little bit about Palm Sunday. Um, but then also kind of the significance of significant days in history. So we'll talk about the significance more of what this day is all about. And guys, I'm kind of curious. Have you ever wondered why Palm Sunday, Easter, all of this, why why it changes every year? Like now it's in it's in April, but sometimes it's been in March. Like don't they just have a day that they celebrate? Like why can't we just stay stay on one day like Christmas? It's always it's always December 25th. Why does why does Easter change? I don't get this. You're talking to a guy who went to a Chicago public school. I don't get it either. Isn't it like like supposed to be? Can you fact check that, please? And when you find it, you can let us know. I don't know. That's, I will let you know. It's just one of those questions that I think of. You know, there's a it, lot of people that have different questions about like you know what's the meaning it, of it, but why it even matters. It probably has more to do with the Jewish calendar and like their holiday. And I don't uh, know. I don't know how that all works out. Don't even celebrate Easter. Well, Passover. we're not. We're talking <laughs> okay, about Passover. Yeah, we're not talking about Easter. So we're talking well, about Palm, Palm Sunday. Sunday. They don't celebrate Palm. They don't care about Jesus. Yeah. And that's an important distinction because some people are just celebrating Easter, but very well we could be celebrating the wrong holiday. I mean, I, I've researched a little bit on Google and Wikipedia, and I've found that Easter isn't necessarily what Jewish people celebrate. I mean, it's not called Easter. It's kind of a pagan tradition. Right. So I think there's. There's that uh, kind of difficulty in our world is that even in our churches, we'll call it Easter Sunday, but Easter kind of has like some pagan connotations to that. And that could be in your eyes wrong or absolutely, you know, unacceptable to you. I don't know what, you know, what your stance is on that. But, you know, I'd love to hear from you, too. What do you what do you call Easter? Is it Passover? Give us maybe a little bit of history and, and uh, history lesson that way. I don't know. This is what determines when Easter is. In 325 CE, the Council of Nicaea established that Easter would be held on the first Sunday after the first full moon occurring after the vernal equinox. From that point forward, the Easter date depended on the ecclesiastical approximation of March 21st and the vernal equinox. Um, Easter is delayed one week if the full moon is on Sunday, which decreases the chances of it falling on the same day of Jewish Passover. The Council's ruling, and contrary to the Quarter Namekans, a group of Christians who celebrated Easter on the day of the full moon, 14 days into the month. So if you can... Wait, I was falling asleep. Yeah. Should we should we still be celebrating Passover, those of us that are uh, Christians and not Jewish people? Good question. Yeah. You know I, what? I, I find we're going to just drop that one like a hot rock because I don't <laughs> know the answer. So I'm, I'm going to go right by it. And, uh, I think there's I think there's significance <laughs> to it. Hey, Kyle, could you fact check that, please? I see what you I think I'm there. still on a... I really Easter do think day. there's significance to it, though. There's a lot of significance. Looking at Palm Sunday itself, and just let's let's not think of Easter right now. Palm Sunday has some tremendous contrasts in it that are just interesting. For example, Jesus, the creator and sustainer of all life, hops on a donkey. And I know I mispronounced that, but he hops on a donkey, one that's never been broken. And he goes through a place. Now, this is the creator and sustainer of all life. Getting on a beast of burden. <laughs> And, and going through a town and accepting from the common man, accepting from the common man, worship. All right? Hmm. And, and at the end of that, at the end of that acceptance, he enters into the temple and throws the people out that are, that are working the temple that day. And that's an interesting contrast. I don't, I don't care how mm-hmm. you slice that one. When you, when you think about it, there's something going on. I mean— yeah, there, there's, there's something. There's group of people that are actually worshiping Jesus, that are actually laying palms down before him, that are actually acknowledging the fact. Now, now here's my question. What is it? You know, if you listen to our podcast last week, we were talking to Lee, 
uh, Mays, and I encourage people to go back and get that podcast. Yep. And he was talking about understanding his life journey. Okay, so as we look about as we look at this, there's people that are 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 out there worshiping Jesus. Were they worshiping him because they thought he was going to be the next king? Yeah, I think that's a huge part of why they, they were looking for a conqueror. Okay, so so they were looking for a physical king, you think? Yeah. Okay. It, does it say that directly or is that just something you're you're surmising? No, I'm I I think it says that I'm not sure okay, where off but, the top of my but, head. Let's but. just assume they're looking for a physical king to to rescue them. Mm-hmm. Was that who Jesus was? No. So there's some disappointment coming ahead for a crowd. It's possible. Yeah. Enough now, to possibly now, crucify him? Yeah, the other group that is in the temple. What what are they doing? I mean, what are they about? I, I can read it that. Sounds well, like it was business as usual if he ended up throwing them out for, you know, making it a den of robbers and selling. Well, yeah, it selling. was it was a party. I mean, this was a time where there was it was a festival. It was where everybody celebrated. So okay, th- well, there were feasts. There were, you know, th- there was symbolic significance to it because it, it goes back to the historical context back in the day of Moses. So this is one of those, like, really important points in history. But everyone wasn't celebrating. I mean, there was this crowd. Verse 11 said, and the crowds said, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. Then the 12th verse says, and Jesus entered the temple right after that. Well, yeah. And drove out all who sold and bought in the temple. So, so obviously there were people who weren't a part of this crowd, and they were busy setting up their business or whatever in the temple. And so there's, there's different crowds that are responding differently. You know, today, Palm Sunday, I, you know, there were probably some today who spent time actually thinking about Jesus and, and what he came to do. And there were those who were busy with their businesses today or, or business of life, and they missed it. And, and I think that's just an interesting contrast. It's not the main teaching there. I just think it's an interesting contrast mm-hmm. and, because I, too, can do that. We were talking to Kyle earlier, and what we were talking about was he missed the significance of Palm Sunday, really, somehow, and just let it go by, right? I mean, that's what yeah. I got. And, and I think most of us do. Maybe Palm Sunday is the time to really stop and ask that question that these people were really asking, I believe, at that time. Who is this Jesus? Yeah. Who is he really? Some rejected him and just went on with their life, and others were saying, I wonder if he's a king. Look, Jesus did exist in history, and you have to deal with that, and I have to deal with it. But who is he? Yeah. Well, and he was always coming in into conflict with the Pharisees, the religious rulers in that day. So it's not like people didn't know who Jesus right. was. Obviously, some people missed what was going on. Yeah, but they, they but knew. Other people knew. They knew Jesus by name, Jeff. They knew yeah. that he claimed to be. They knew all that, but did they really know who he was? I mean, that was the question. They didn't. They didn't recognize. Right. They didn't was recognize who he was. That would probably be better because, and that's I think what this Palm Sunday is all about. Who is recognizing him as who at this yes. point? And and that's the same question I think we can a- ask our audience. And we probably should get to that fact check either now or the next segment. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're gonna take a break here on the show. There's much more to talk about when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Jeff and DW, your host tonight. We are glad to be with you. Glad that you have joined us. And, uh, of course, this is a show where conversations save lives. And so we talk about things that matter to teens, to young adults, to parents, 
and we podcast every single show. So you can go to hopenet360.com, catch all of our past shows there after this show. We'll post this one as well. You can also chat with a live coach now if you're going through something and you just need to talk to somebody about a difficult situation, something that you're not sure how to make sense of. And our live coaches are there just to give us a perspective, to listen, and to encourage you. So visit hopenet360.com. Links are all there for you. So Jeff, DW, Kyle, and Todd in studio with us tonight, and we are glad that you're a part of the show. We're talking about Palm Sunday. It is Palm Sunday. We're also talking about some significant moments in life in general. Uh, We have moments in our life where we can look back and think, wow, that was a very significant moment. And maybe you didn't realize it at the time, but it turned out to be a significant moment. We talked to a a gentleman last week by the name of Lee Mays, and he talked about some significant moments in his life where things changed, and he realized things in a brand new way in certain moments in his life. So that's kind of where we come from on this show. We talk about significant moments, and tonight I'm just kind of wondering if you've had a significant moment in your life where things suddenly changed for the better or maybe didn't change, but a significant moment, what was that to you? So email us on the show at hope at hopenet360.com. Dave, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts, too, on significant moments and things that you have found in your life that were significant yeah. moments to you. And you know what? I, I would like to ask Kyle and Todd, too, down the road. So what I'm thinking yeah. if they had a significant moment that really started something different in their life. Uh, you know, for me, I, I remember several, actually. I, I really grew up with a, a, a great home. My dad loved the Lord. He was, he was the, the real deal. I mean, I got to watch Christianity, so that was a really good thing. If you listen to last week's program with Lee, I, I'm like on the opposite side of that page. Um, I really did grow up very um, loved and encouraged and, uh, and was taught a lot. But, but you know what? There were some moments in my life where my biggest struggle really was understanding my own depravity, my own sin. That was my struggle. I mean, it, I would look at everybody, and I had a great home, and I behaved, and I did what I was supposed to. And I thought, you know, I'm not that bad of a guy. I I had to realize that I was sinful. And I remember at seven years old, I was sitting in a meeting, a youth club meeting, actually. I went there early because I was trying to be early in life uh, for everything. (laughs) And and I remember hearing about how much God loved me and about how I needed to put my trust in Jesus in order to be a part of God's family. And I remember I I went home that night and I talked to my dad, who was a pastor. I said, Dad, I, I think I need to really put my trust in Jesus. And I remember we went into his little office and we prayed together. And it was that night. See, that was a significant moment for me. Because what I had to do is realize that no matter how good I was, even at seven years old, I wasn't a mass murderer. I actually listened to the teacher. I listened to my parents. I was a very compliant child. I mean, I wasn't really a guy out there causing trouble. But I was sinful. Mm-hmm. And that sin separated me from the life I could have. And, and there's another moment that I just want to mention. It was so significant to me. Um, and I can't remember when it was exactly. But uh, from in my life, my dad would often put me in places where I had to learn to do things early. In other words, when I was a freshman in high school, I became a Sunday school teacher to kids who were third grade old, third, third grade. And, and that's just what they did back then. I mean, you were, you were going to serve and you were going to do it this way. And, and I can remember I was, I was actually teaching things that I knew about, but really those things never gripped my heart. Mm. I, I was just teaching them. Yeah. And I remember once I was studying for a lesson. I actually remember I was in school. It was my senior year, uh, and, and I was uh, studying in a physics class for my Sunday school lesson. And, and I had the big physics table. I had all my books spread out on it because I was studying that. And uh, I, that didn't go well with physics, but the, the, the teacher didn't seem to care. So I did that. And, and I can remember sometime that year, I was looking up the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which is still one of my favorite stories. Mm-hmm. And it grabbed me. And, and the thing that grabbed me was I asked the question, w- would I really be willing to go into the furnace? 
I mean, would I be willing to do that? Yeah. And I remember how significant that was to me at that point. It was like, because what I wanted to do is, I don't know, did you ever like rebuke yourself? Because I was sitting there going, now don't lie to yourself. Yeah. Would you be willing to do this? And my answer was no. And I said, wow. why, 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 why would you not be willing to do this? And they were, that was my question. Mm. And, and I remember sitting, studying, saying, I need to find out what they knew. Yeah. And, and that was a turning point for me. Believe it or not, in mm. the Bible, just studying the Bible, that was a turning point. So if I were to look back on some very significant turning points, there, there are many others, by the way. Sure. Uh, however, those two are very significant for those reasons. Yeah. Todd, do you have some significant moments in your life? I think a big turning point in my history was when my dad asked our family to be on board with going to plant a church because it was, you know, leaving leaving all of our friends and, you know, starting a church in an area that I didn't really know a whole lot about. Um, and another turning point would be when I got asked to take care of my aunt's dad who had Parkinson's real bad and just I'm, he lost his license because he couldn't handle himself anymore. Mm. And so just moving to a different state, I moved to Arizona, made sure – like he took his meds on time, drove him everywhere he needed to go, went mm-hmm. hiking and all kinds of stuff. And that was a huge turning point for me to really start to learn how to die to myself mm-hmm. and realize that I'm not just here for myself. Yeah. Um, that was a big turning point in my life. So That's cool. Kyle, what about you, man? Have you had a, a moment or some moments in history where you're like, those were significant points in my life? Uh, there's a couple. I mean, obviously when I got saved, there's a good one. And then there's, there was one night, I think I was a sophomore in high school, I was at uh, Camp Iwana, and uh, that's in Fredonia, Wisconsin. Right. And then I, w- I was there for a high school camp, and I remember one of my friends who didn't know Jesus that I had brought up. I actually um, led him to the Lord that night, and I I just remember that that night laying in my bed and and understanding that that's what I wanted to do with my life was pursue a life in the ministry. And I just felt this calling from God saying, "This is this is what you were made to do was to to serve me and to be in ministry." So it was like that. It was it was a really cool feeling. Just I like unlike anything I'd ever felt before. Just like, just a reassuring and this, just God telling me what He wanted to do with my life. It was really it was really a cool moment. Yeah, life itself is full of significant moments, and there are many times in our life where there are good moments, and there are things that kind of shape our lives that aren't so great moments. But yet, I think our life is full of significant moments, whether or not we realize them. They may not all be good significant moments. But we all have significant moments that shape our character for, you know, for the better or for the worse. And so maybe tonight you're just you're you're overwhelmed with all the significant moments in your life that have just been horrible, that have just been awful. And maybe you need to talk to somebody right now. I would encourage you to talk to a live coach at HopeNet360.com. They're there and they're willing to chat with you about literally anything that's going on in your life. And especially those times where maybe you feel like you have to make a decision that's a very difficult decision. Maybe you're looking at the end of high school coming up in just a matter of weeks that you're thinking, well, what am I going to do with my life? It's so overwhelming to think about the future. It's overwhelming to think about you know all the things that I have to, to do and the decisions I have to make now. And we don't want you to be overwhelmed. We want you to know that there's someone there that's willing to listen to kind of help to be a reprieve for those things. So visit hopenet360.com and just connect with the live coach tonight. So uh, guys, life is full of significant moments. And I know for myself too, there were a lot of them along the way. One thing that you brought up, Kyle, that I can relate to is in for me in eighth grade was when uh, I realized that God had a plan for my life. It wasn't just to come to church and just to fit in and blend in and be a good person, but it was like God had a real plan for my life. And it involved surrendering my life. It involved ministry. It involved 
involved um, stepping out in faith and doing things in my school that would challenge my faith and, and just challenge me as a person, um, even beyond you know my own goals. Like for me, I was a soccer player. I loved sports itself, but I was I was one of those kids that played soccer and I loved it. That was one thing that I lived for and. Finally, my senior year, we had the opportunity to go to state, which was pretty awesome. And uh, we took last place, but it doesn't really matter because in the end, we were one of the top four teams in the state, which was really cool in my in my division. So um, for me, that was like that was an accomplishment. That was kind of a defining moment. Um, that's not really where my significance comes from. I'm not really a professional soccer player today. Much different approach in in life now. But um, there are things along the way that every one of us can look at in our history and just think, "Wow, that was a significant moment." Maybe I didn't realize the weight of it at the time, but that's kind of what we're talking about tonight: is life itself has significant moments. What's your defining moment? What has that been in your life? And we would love to hear from you tonight. So email us at hope at hopenet360.com. We're going to take a break here on the show. We'll be back with more here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Glad that you've joined us on the show. Jeff, DW, your host. As always, we love connecting with you guys. And it is good to be here for another week. We're talking about defining moments tonight. A lot of us have experienced some moments that are awesome. Some of us have had tremendous successes in our life. And those have kind of defined who we've become today. Some of us have been through times where it was incredibly difficult. So sometimes along the way, the journey has gotten rough and those have been defining moments. Whatever your defining moment is tonight, that God uses those things together. And it's Palm Sunday. It's one of those things where in Jesus' life, this was a defining moment. And even in the people around him, not everybody caught on to what was going on in the time of Palm Sunday back right about 2,000 years ago, roughly. And so we read about the story. There's a lot of things I think we take for granted when it comes to these stories in the Bible. We read about Jesus, and you know, some of us have recognized that he's fulfilled so many prophecies. I don't know the exact number on it, but there are a significant number of just prophecies that relate to this person called Messiah. It was foretold in the Old Testament through the prophets. And to me, when you look at the life of Jesus, you'll see in Scripture where it'll point out some of these significant things, like here's what Jesus did that fulfills what this prophet said years ago. So there are significant moments that are highlighted in the Bible, and we just sometimes overlook them like, oh, no big deal. Oh, that's cool. You know, no big deal. But I think there's there's significance in those moments. There is. You know, uh, when you think of those moments, it's it's really incredible. I, I'm sure all of you have had that, that moment where you, you, you've had an experience you go, oh, I get it. And, you know, I understand that now. And you and it didn't happen before. I yeah. mean, there, there's, and and what we have to understand is that that's how God works. He doesn't come to us like all at once and just beat everything into our brains. He he sets us up. Yeah. And when you're set up, it's amazing what you can learn because of the setup. Take a look at <laughs> Moses, for example. I mean, Moses. He spent eighty years before he led the people. Huh. Eighty years. Now, the first forty years he spent in the palace with Pharaoh. The next 40 years, he spent on the backside of a desert as a shepherd. Oh. Is there a contrast there? Yeah. What was ahead for Moses? He was going to be a leader mm-hmm. who had to go through the desert, but a leader. A, not a king, but yeah. a leader. So he understood both sides of the coin. And God, for, 40, for 80 years, he prepared him for this. And then all of a sudden, there's this moment in history, a burning bush. Mm-hmm. Now, that didn't happen at, at 70 years or 79 years. I don't know all of the preparation up to that point. 
but but there is preparation. You know, people that are listening to us need to realize God is on a plan here. He really is. He is not random. And and if you're paying attention, if you're in the Bible, you're listening, you're going to have significant moments. Yeah. Because he's working it. He's working it so that you can. And that's the exciting part. Even sometimes he shows you really silly moments. You guys ever, not this year, but the year before, I made this cake for... Uh, <laughs> I've I a, seen the video. Yeah. Maybe we should post a video for people on our website. <laughs> but I, I made this cake. And you know what? I'm, I'm a typical cocky uh, American male in certain respects. And so I'm sitting there thinking... I can make a cake that will just blow everyone away. This cake will be the cake of cakes. I mean, wait, wait, <laughs> seriously? That really? Oh yeah, yeah. I was making it for the club at church. <laughs> I, my wife and I work with the third to fifth graders, and we have this contest. You can have your cake and eat it too contest. I can, I can probably take somebody to school on a soccer field, and I would be okay bragging about that. But I would, I would never put up that I would make the best cake. Come on now, it, it just means throw <laughs> some ingredients together, put them in the oven, and come. I'll school you on the soccer field, yeah. and then make a better cake. Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> boom. Here, here's the so deal. I, you said you're a typical American male, but that to me doesn't seem like a, a, a bet school that I would you, want to put on. Uh, anyway, don't ruin my, don't ruin my wow. image here. Don't okay. ruin my image. All you right. know what's really interesting is so in the middle of making this cake. Right I, here, I decided I was going to do this cake that was the end of all cakes, and it was going to be a lesson cake because I was going to make it a resurrection cake, huh. uh, and and it was going to be an empty tomb cake, so, so like empty center with no cream filling, right? And it was going to have a rock that rolled away. Name. And That's and so, miserable. That's like uh, deception. Hey, it's a it's a tomb cake. So <laughs> what happened? What that happened sounds was awful. in the middle of this thing while I'm trying to put it together, I lost it, man. I I was. You know what I realized? I have no idea what I'm doing. And this cake is going to be a disaster. The rock rolled away, didn't it? It did. And, <laughs> and what happened is my wife, my dear wife, who usually doesn't make fun of me, really, she grabbed her camera, which she didn't ever take a video of with before, and she no. started videoing this whole process, and it was hilarious. Yeah. But, but you know what's really funny? It, it was one of those moments where I cried until, I mean, I laughed until I cried. Yeah. It, it was just why do you do that? Because there's a moment where you realize something. <laughs> yeah. I stink at this. You know what I mean? I'm going into this thing thinking I am like Mr. Martha Stewart. You know, I, I could get this done. And, and, I, and I'm in the middle of this disaster. I, I put two, maybe three cans of frosting on it to hold it together. I mean, it was that bad. <laughs> and, and, and I just kept trying to fix this thing so that it would work. It, it, it's really funny. This year I made a cake again. And guess what? Because I had a significant moment, because I have mm -hmm. to because of the contest. Yeah. I actually made one that worked because I realized I need to follow directions as silly as that significant moment is. But but I really think in life, when, when you look at the serious stuff like Moses or Jesus, Palm Sunday, mm -hmm. see, there are moments. And, and guess what? If you're somebody in life who have not been paying attention to the Bible, you haven't been paying attention to what God has said, you could miss those moments. Oh, yeah. And, and that's critical. Kyle, you work with me in a youth club. Did you ever see me explain games to kids and then have nobody know what is going on after I explained it? I don't think I've ever seen you explain a game and people understand what you explain. Yeah, see? So now either I am like the worst communicator. Now, let me ask you this. Did, did my explanation make any sense to you? It did make sense. Yeah, and nobody got it anyway. Dave, it, yeah. Dave, could you explain this to us how to play tic-tac-toe? No, I won't. Okay. But I tell you what, though. <laughs> I remember one week in particular, I, I gave, it, was a, it wasn't an overly complex game, and there was four kids on one of the teams, and, and they could not get it. They could not get it. Mm -hmm. and, and I kept explaining it. Finally, I took the other leader from the team and myself, and we each took two of the kids and put them through the motions of the team, of the game, so that we could get them to understand what we were doing. 
You know, I think so often I'm like that to God. Hmm. You know, he says something and I go, huh? Did you say something? Yeah. Or I'm so I'm so eager. I don't know if you remember when you were in third, fourth grade. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, okay, we're going to do a game with two guys. All of a sudden, everybody's got their hand up in the, in the leader's face. I want to be one of those two guys. And I think, I haven't finished what the game is. You don't know what it is. Two guys to sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, we're yeah. going to chop off both their limbs. Yeah, 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 that wouldn't work. But <laughs> yeah, yeah wouldn't you know. Work. <laughs> and I'm always frustrated by that. I look and I go, you know what? You haven't even heard what I'm asking of you yet. <laughs> yeah. And, and what I think, again, is I'd love to get real smart aleck and say, yeah, I would never do that. But I think I do that with God. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. It's like he says, I want someone to represent. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll. I didn't finish. <laughs> you know, I didn't finish, Dave, what I just said. Yeah, but I'm willing. Yeah, but sometimes youth pastors like that eagerness because then you can pretty much change your game right there yeah, you and can. say, we're going to put a pie in your face. Tonight. Yeah, it, anyway. it, right in the middle oh, of it. We, we got to do that. You know, Easiest in, game ever, right? In football, we, we have the trap play. And, and it's all about trapping somebody. Or you have the screenplay, which is all about fooling somebody. Yep. You know, and Satan works good at that. And I love to fool myself. But the bottom line really is I want to encourage our listeners. God is actually very busy in life. He's not sitting there randomly doing things. He's not doing nothing. He's actually working in your life. And if you would open the Bible and if you would seek him, you'll actually find him. And you'll find these significant moments. You won't have to make them. You'll yeah. find them. One of those life-changing moments for me was to realize that, you know, my life wasn't just about me. And I think when you're when you're growing up, when you're a kid, oftentimes the world is – you think the world revolves around you. You know, you live right. your life in that in such a way where, man, you hurt me, I'm going to get you in trouble. Like, it's all about me. And when I woke up to realize that, you know what? It's not really always about me. It's, it's actually more about God's story and that I fit into God's story that – I saw my life in a whole different scenario. And, and I think that's kind of where we were talking last week with Lee was he realized that he was part of a different story. That wasn't really who he was. It was just he had experiences that fit into a bigger story, a bigger picture. Right. And so these significant moments we're talking about really have a lot more to do with the bigger picture where we're at. And rumor has it we've actually found some recording of this Palm Sunday, one of the significant moments in the Bible. No way. And uh, yeah, so we're actually in the next segment, when we come back in the second half of the show, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And I think we'll, we'll be able to play it too. We're going to try to pull the audio oh up. Oh my so, goodness. This boom. is a great find. Was it found in a cave? I, I honestly, I have no idea where they found it. Our producers looked it up. And, Dead Sea um, Scrolls. It had, so, it had to be in a cave. I don't want to hype sure. this up because it really may not be that great a quality. But uh, when we come back here on Dead the show tonight, we're going to listen to more of this and discuss more from you. So get involved in the conversation. You can email us tonight at hope at hopenet360.com or jump on Facebook and Twitter at hopenet360. We're going to take a break. There's plenty more to come here on the second half of HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at hopenet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Jeff DW in studio tonight with you. Glad that you've joined us. And tonight on the show, this is Palm Sunday. It is a religious holiday or observance. And so we're talking a little bit about the significance of it. And interestingly enough, Dave, uh, we had a chance to kind of go through some archives 
And we found some audio of a broadcast on Palm Sunday way back in the day, like 2,000 years ago. Wow. I didn't even know they had radio back then. I didn't know that either, but we, we just went through some archives, and uh, we found some old tape. Was what it was it like uh, Jerusalem Radio Live or, or what was it? I don't know how they recorded it or what they called it, but it it's I just. I think back then they did it on camel it's broadcast. Hair. I think they did it. They had a way to you know preserve things on camel hair. They made yeah. it real tight and somehow it, it preserved the sound. I'm not I sure. heard that they stitched palm leaves together. They're flat and it was good for record. I don't know. No, let's be. let's let's roll the tape here. We're live in Jerusalem right now. Is that right? The procession is coming where through we the gates no, right where, now. Where are we? We're <laughs> near Jerusalem. Actually, we're in Jerusalem, in case you guys didn't know that. Our- there are rumors that there's a triumphal entry of some kind. Somebody's coming in. Whoa! Uh, into town here pretty soon. Yeah, here and, comes uh, a procession. No, look at that guy. He's carrying like a thousand palm leaves. What are you? He looks like he's passing them out to the crowd. Who is it? Do you oh, smoke that I stuff or what? Oh, I I don't think so. That's got to be against some kind of uh, Torah rule. I'm pretty sure. Uh, let's check. Fact check. Kyle. Oh, no, Torah. Must... Forget the scriptures. Go to Torah. I'm yeah, pretty but... sure that's uh, no. you know commandment, that's blasphemous. Commandment number eleven. Yeah, eleven. 11. Pretty don't... sure. Don't smoke palm leaves. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there. You see yeah, it? Yeah, I see. Yeah. Uh... I think you just wrote it under 10. Oh, look it. They're waving them. There's what are they waving coming. them for? Oh, I think, yeah, there's a procession. There's somebody coming. Hey, this doesn't happen every day. No. No, what's going? There's, there's, there's children there's dancing. A... I hear them singing. What are they, what are they shouting? Uh, Hosanna sounds like, yeah. Hosanna. What does that even mean? What is that? Someone, Zoom Kyle, type. fact check that, please. I got, I got it. Okay. I'll be on, I'm on it. It actually means to save or rescue, I believe. Oh. I believe if I, if I know my Hebrew, which I do speak. Oh, um, it, it believes, uh, yes, it's save or rescue. Okay. Oh, okay. So there's a savior coming. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Well, I, I don't know. I, you mean Hosanna means what again? I, I, I think it's a liturgical word. Do you even know what liturgical means? Do you know sir? how to spell it? <laughs> uh, it starts with an L. I'm telling you, we're <laughs> on the radio today, and there's something liturgical going to happen here. Where did we get you from? When I hear liturgical, I think of my grandma. Well, Hosanna is a liturgical word. And it's oh, used I in think Judaism. you're thinking of lethargical. No, okay. no, no. They're no. getting, they're you getting want closer. The, you want the etymology of that word? Do you? <laughs> I never etymologize a word. They're getting closer, guys. we got to figure this out. Hey, hey, can you tell me who is this? Oh, I see Andrew. He, who is He was this? one of Jesus' 12, wasn't he? Jesus. Oh, there's Peter. Hey, Jesus! They, rocking they said, the air guitar and mouthing, we are the champions. Look oh, at him. He's pumping up the crowd. That's awesome. They just said this is Jesus of Nazareth of Galilee. Oh. And he's on a he's on a donkey, and they got palm leaves. What's, I don't get this. Well, you know, donkeys Fact might, might for eat me, Kyle. palm leaves. A donkey? A, riding a donkey? Okay, I'll check it. What does that mean? I'm pretty sure riding the donkey means something. Riding the horse was... Like a warrior, and riding a donkey was uh, coming in peace or something. Well, the pieces sure. coming in pieces. Uh, no, because that's that's dead. Now, what? Why would somebody come into a town on a donkey and a bunch of people be holding palms? I do believe this is fulfilling uh, some sort of uh, some sort of prophecy. What does that mean? Okay, priest, tell us. Yeah, yes. please. I'm no priest. Uh, uh, no doubt. We, we know that. Fact check it, Kyle. <laughs> Stop telling me to fact check it. You can fact check it yourself, sir. <laughs> I'm not your lackey. No, you said it was a prophecy. Hey, right? let's get back to the broadcast here, my, my, my friends. There's something going on there's here. There's a party there's here. A, there's a big thing going on. What was going on with Peter and the air guitar? I don't get it. I, it's triumphal. 
I, he said we're the champions. Everybody's singing. It's we're, like we're a, a it's like a party out here. It's sunny skies, seventy five. It's hard to the the crowd is electric right now, and this parade is it's coming. Too bad Peter's guitar isn't. <laughs> yeah, I I don't understand where did they find all these palm trees. I mean, I, seriously, we're going to lose all of our you palm leaves. Well, there is a palm tree sitting right next to us. Oh, so. yeah, let me right. ask, it is bright guy. Them. How do you get the palm leaves off the palm tree? You see, ever see how high they are? Yeah. Have you ever heard of a knife? Uh, Fact check that you on you. know your... how tall they are? Uh, it's called climbing a tree. Oh, have you ever climbed a palm tree? I've been doing it since I was like seven. Palm sir. trees? You've climbed palm trees? Uh, hey, let's been see. there, done that. Let's Mr. Zacchaeus himself. Let's see if we can get Jesus' attention over here. <laughs> Maybe? No? No. No? I'll, I'll take your palm. Yeah, thanks. What yeah, do you okay. Give me a palm, palm leaf. Palm. Give me a palm leaf, guys. You do not know how to wave that, sir. That is incorrect form. Well, uh, fact check that on your handheld palm <laughs> leaf pad. My, I, I will. Your palm pad. <laughs> it's. I think it's. It's, it's going to be a the, big deal in the future. They're going to call it iPads. Kyle, have you fact checked that prophecy yet? I told you. What is I'm, it? I'm not fact checking no prophecies. <laughs> What is it? There's got to, there's something. I don't, someone got to explain this, this donkey thing. Well, Jesus you is know, coming you in. know, you got to back the bus up here. Back it up. The bus has got to be backed up because we missed something here. The liturgical part. Like I said before, liturgical. Get off the liturgical, sir. No, 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 no. The liturgical word, when they sing a Hosanna thing, when they say the Hosanna thing, it's in a liturgical context. It refers to a cry expressing for an appeal for divine help. That's what they're doing. I, oh, they I just, need help. Yeah, they're divine help thing. Is they're, they're Jesus going after a counselor or like a, you know, No, no, a no, you don't understand. He's God. He's but God. I, I, I don't get this. I think the priests are going to be pretty upset with them. Well, they are because, look, at they're, they're doing this liturgical thing without them. You ever do a oh. liturgical thing without priests? Yeah, all the time. They get ticked. Yeah. I mean, you don't do that. I'll, I'll Actually, never admit I wouldn't to know that. because I've never done it around them, so I don't know if they take the knot. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, they, they are saying this word, Hosanna, and, like, the whole crowd is, like, screaming it, and it's it's really an expression that's appealing for divine help. And here the, the religious people are thinking they're divine help. Oh, I think there's going to be a problem here. So they're, like, stepping, Jesus is stepping on their toes, like... Yeah. Like he's the new spiritual leader. Yeah, hey, well, it hey, looks that way. This just in breaking news: the colt that we have just seen Jesus riding on. Uh, Zechariah has written something about this. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this as we watch the procession pass us by today. The the passage goes: Say to the daughter of Zion, behold your Who's king. The daughter of Zion. Hold on, hold on. Say to the daughter of Zion. Okay. Behold, your king is coming to you humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. Do you think this is related at all? Nah. It's direct fulfillment. But you two, fact check that, would you? Yeah. (laughs) On your palm leaf pad. Yeah, would you fact check that? We got to know this. I want to know who the daughter is. Listen, to fact check this, I got to send a guy all the way over to Bethlehem. To confirm that this is actually, gee, I don't even know. You, got, you yeah. guys aren't using. If only we had some kind of technology in which I could text somebody. You guys aren't using what I want them to yet. say. Are we, got, are we sure this was Jesus? I mean, it could have been any Nazarene guy with long hair. Are we sure we saw his face? Did you guys get a look at him? Who's the daughter? I don't know. I, guys, Jerusalem. What are you reading her it's mail Jerusalem. for? I don't know, guys. I feel like I need to get in this parade. So why don't we wrap it up and send us back to the studio? Jerusalem out. That was uh, original broadcast from the actual Palm Day. Uh, the wow, Jeff, you sound a lot like the guy 
who was announcing. I'm proud of you how you got a hold of that. Was that your great, 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 great grandfather? I have no idea how it sounded like me, to be honest. I don't even think I sound like them, but. I think he's related to uh, those Judas guys. Kind of sounded like they you were sound like the other guy too, the liturgy leaves. guy. Yeah, I don't talk it was about it. it was pretty incredible. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty incredible to hear all of the excitement going on I there because it, yeah, it really was. You know, that was a big day. I don't think people realize how big of a day it was, but uh, thankfully we did have some audio from that to kind of shed a little bit of light of what the excitement, what the energy was like there on that day. You're welcome, world. Um, so yeah, you heard it here first on HopeNet Radio. You may tonight. not hear that anywhere else. Honestly. In fact, I'm pretty sure you won't. <laughs> yeah, you may not. I pray you won't. Because <laughs> if you do, then... They stole it. It's our stuff. Hey, I mean, hey. it's not our stuff, really. It's somebody else's. Anyway, we... That uh, we stole. Have you ever thought about if there's, you know, if there was a news broadcast, what that day would actually be like? I mean, to me, it's interesting. You've got the who would eventually be shown to be the Messiah, um, who we know that we're going to celebrate next weekend of Resurrection Sunday, who, who came, he saw, he conquered, he overcame death. Uh, he used that kind of facetiously, but that's the reality of it, that this Jesus guy is the most unique person in history. And today was an exciting day, back in the day of Jerusalem and the people there. People may have missed it, but I'm certain today uh, we understand the full picture today. So we're going to talk more about Palm Sunday and the significance of it, and we would love to hear from you too. So get involved in the conversation. Email us at hope at hopenet360.com. Let us know what you think of the news broadcast. We'll be back here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, Hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. We've been dying as we've been uh, just <laughs> the uh, radio recording of the Palm Sunday edition. So uh, if you missed that, man, you're going to want to grab the podcast later on. Visit HopeNet360.com. Also, you can chat with the live coach right now. That was a significant moment in history. And our lives, essentially, we've got all these things that happen to us. Sometimes they're painful. Sometimes they're hard to go through. And we lose the significance because we're so caught up in that moment. And maybe you're in the middle of a difficult situation right now, and you're just caught up in the moment. And, I, and tonight, hopefully on the show, we help you to just to take a step back and just say, you know what? It's really going to be okay. And if I could be serious for a moment, there is there's a, a hard reality that we've had to face just in northeast Wisconsin alone where we broadcast this show from. And recently there have been... I would say a significant number of student deaths that have personally they've rocked me because I've I have students that I know um, who are dealing with loss and we've talked about grief we talked about death and uh, I'll let you in on a little known fact we record these shows ahead of time so when we talked about death we talked about grief these weren't shows that came up necessarily out of a tragedy it was just the reality of the situation was so timely and I really believe God really puts things on our heart to talk about. And, uh, and puts them right in the right moment to hear. And so this show isn't just for you tonight. Maybe somebody needs to hear this show and they're going through a difficult time right now. And these significant moments are just, right now they're just a blur because your reality is so, is so bleak right now. And so I want to encourage you, if you're listening tonight, there is hope. Don't give up. Know that God is going to put these pieces together. One day they're going to make sense. One day these significant moments will all play out and you'll see them clearly. And so that's where, again, the whole point of why we do this show is to give you hope, to let you know that there is a hope that's greater than what's in this world and what we see before us. So, uh, guys, I want to just encourage you with that tonight as you're listening on the show. And, Dave, I want to talk a little bit more about some of these significant moments. Here's Jesus, one of the significant moments, Palm Sunday, but then a prophecy that was fulfilled in here. 
And do you know the number offhand of how many prophecies Jesus fulfilled in his lifetime? No, but there's a there's a lot, and, and we could uh, Kyle might be able to fact check that for us. Yeah. And, Hold on, and, give me a second. Give me a couple of years. But you know the bottom <laughs> the bottom line really is: Do you ever think you know Jesus actually knew what was coming up? Yeah, he actually knew what was coming up, and and yet he went through that Palm Sunday and accepted them worshiping him in that way, mm-hmm. knowing that they would turn on him within a week. And, and that's just incredible. There are other moments in history that I think are just incredible. You know, there, there's so many times when my, um, and I've talked about this in, in a show before, but when my dad died, I was really set up by God to be able to go through that. I mean, I can't go through all the circumstances, but I'm telling you, I went through a process the weeks before my dad died mm-hmm. that God prepared me for death. And I am so thankful. And one of the questions I asked myself when my dad died was, what if during those weeks I wasn't paying attention to the process? You know, I, I'm just not sure what, what mind frame I would have been in or mm-hmm. if I would have been able to deal with it at all. The truth of the matter was I was paying attention during those two weeks. Mm-hmm. And God did speak to my heart about death and what it was and that it was inevitable. And I had done an awful lot of thinking and even writing on it. Yeah. And and in that process, I was prepared. So so that was another significant moment, really, that I could have missed. And and I really hope that our listeners are getting the gist of what we're saying. You, you know, there were people on this Palm Sunday who were setting up to sell stuff in the temple. They missed the opportunity to worship Jesus. They they just did. It, there are people that will miss the significant moment that God wants them to have because they're not paying attention. Yep. That's all. And and all we're asking is you pay attention. We're not God. We don't know the, the moment that's supposed to come. We just want you to not miss it. Yep. Uh, and sometimes it's really different moments. Uh, I have one that, that's just really incredible to me. Do you remember the story about Abraham and Lot? Yeah. Okay, and for those who don't know the story, you know, Abraham was the uncle, Lot was the nephew, and they were out, and they were, they, they were both very wealthy. They both had a lot of sheep, and eventually, Abraham came to Lot and said, Lot, you know, our sheep are too many. Our, our, our herdsmen are fighting each other for, for land. Why don't you choose which land you want, and I'll choose what land I want. Okay, that's a significant moment, I think, right there. Yep. And, and what Lot did was he looked at the land, and he picked the best land for himself. Now, you might say, how's that significant? Yeah. That was very self-centered of Lot. I mean, really. This was his uncle, and he took the best for himself. Now, you might say, oh, that's everybody right. But you know what happened after that? There's some other significant events. Hmm. After that self-centeredness, Lot pitched his tent toward Sodom. Hmm. He didn't go to Sodom. He wouldn't go there. Now, if you know anything about Sodom, it was a, a, a known as an evil city. Yeah. Uh, that's where you get the word sodomy from today and that kind of thing. It's just mm-hmm. an evil city. Yeah. So, so it's not like he wanted to go there necessarily. It didn't seem. But he pitched his tent towards it. Hmm. And, and which meant what? He, he would look at it when he got out of his tent. He would right. see it. He would, <coughs> eventually, the Bible tells us he was in it. Eventually, he lost his wife, hmm. his future uh, son-in-laws. His daughters got him drunk and raped him. It was a very sad thing that went on in his life. Now, if you look back in his life, were these significant moments, and and they could have gone either way. Yeah. But but they didn't go his way that time. Now, what, what's really interesting is the very last mention of Lot in the Bible is in Second Peter, and it says Lot, and there's a comma after that, a righteous man, who detested mm. the ways of those around him. Now, I found that interesting because I yeah. actually went back in the Bible and said, no kidding, that Lot, that that guy. Wow. Here's what here's what I think God is telling us. Here was a guy who actually knew the difference between right and wrong. He actually, who knows, he could have moved into Sodom to try and be a, a great testimony. He could have moved into it to try and, you know, who knows what he went in there for. Yeah. The bottom line really is 
he never really liked the life there, but he was there anyway. What were the events that got him there? That's my mm -hmm. question. Because actually his life was a disaster. Yeah. However, the Bible lets us know his heart a little bit. Even, even when the angels came to destroy the city, they said, you know what? Abraham would say if there's you know, 10 righteous, if there's, you know, he never got to one. Yeah. Because there was one that actually wanted to do right, even though he wasn't doing it all the time. Yeah. And, and, and God rescued him, by the way, which is interesting. However, that didn't rescue him from the effects of missing the moments that he could have had. So if I were to back the bus up on that one, I would look at it and say, okay, what are the significant events in Lot's life? Well, when he had the chance to not be self-centered, he didn't take it. He took the best for himself. That was mm -hmm. a significant moment. He pitched his tent towards Sodom instead of away from, I think that was significant. Yeah. He decided to move in Sodom somehow. I, I don't know how that was, but somehow. Yeah. And, and that eventually cost him. Now, you know, if you're uh, young right now and listening to us, there's two ways that you're going to go on these significant moments. If yep. you're looking at the Bible and you want to hear God and you seek him, you'll find him. And there'll be significant moments that move you the other way. And, and if you're not, I'm telling you, there's significant moments if you're self-centered and you're just like, you're going to see those too, but they're, they're not going to be pushing you the right way. Mm -hmm. And I'm not all doom and gloom. I'm saying all of us have those significant moments. Mm -hmm. If you look in the Bible at the book of, of Ruth, for example, there's a lady there. If yeah. you know anything about that, her husband died and her sister-in-law's husband died. And in Ruth 1.16, it says, And Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or return from following you. Her mother-in-law was saying, Look, I, I can't do anything for you. You need yeah. to leave me and let me take care of myself. Now, we don't understand how, how terrible that would have been in that day. Because widows that were older that had to take care of themselves, it really was hard. It was extremely hard for them to live. And you know what Ruth said? No, I'm not leaving. She said this. For where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. She basically looked at this lady and said, I am not going to take the easy way here. I am going to take care of you because nobody else will. Yeah. I will do that. Now, that's we might look at it and go, that's a very nice lady. No, that's a significant moment. That is. That's a significant moment. And what happened to her? God provided her a husband, hmm. provided her food, provided food for her mother-in-law. I'm telling you, that's one of the great stories in life. Ruth is mentioned in genealogies. I mean, she is... She is somebody that looked at through history that is just one of those who took advantage of making the right decision at a significant moment in life, and God blessed it. Yeah. I, I want to urge our listeners, Jeff, look for those significant moments. Stay in the Bible, look mm -hmm. for them, and, and see if God doesn't take you and move you in the right direction as those significant moments happen. Yeah, and there comes time in our life where we have to really decide how we're going to respond to those moments because things will happen that are uncomfortable that cause us to change. Really, I think it's just based around change, the fact that something now is going to change. And we see that all over the place in the Bible. And sometimes people read into the Bible and they think, wow, the Bible's a messed up book because it, it says all these things are right. You know, when Noah is found in his tent drunk and his you know sons try to hide that, that sin, really, it's just sharing from an open perspective of what happened. And it's not saying it's right and the Bible is very clear on some of those things, too. But to realize these are real stories of real people. And that's something to be just to keep in mind that these are and a lot of times they're the significant moments of these people we see. So whether it's David, whether it's Ruth, whether it's Jesus, it doesn't matter who it is. The fact is the Bible gives us examples of significant moments so that we can know the direction to go in the course of, of how God works things out, even when they could be in the most dire situations. So we're going to keep this conversation going when we wrap up our show when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. 
This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show tonight. Glad you've joined us. Talking about significant moments. And you and I all have some moments in our life that, in one way or another, whether it was for better or for worse, that they are significant moments. Maybe you're in a marriage tonight that has had some maybe more desperate significant moments. And no matter where you're at, what stage in life you're in, you can always chat with the live coach about whatever's going on in your life, get some perspective, some insight. Visit HopeNet360.com. There you'll also be able to catch our podcast later on after the show tonight. So we're wrapping up the show tonight, guys. Talking about significant moments, lots of significant moments, both discussed in the Bible, but then even in real life. Every single one of us is going to have a significant moment. Think of our past historical leaders, whether it was a president, whether it was somebody overseas, you know, all the world wars that have happened. History is really made up of significant moments. So we're talking about that and trying to keep in mind the fact that today could be a significant moment for you. And um, Dave, I'd just love to hear you guys talk about it. And, and Kyle and Todd, you guys can chime in too. Significant moments. When you hear the, that phrase, what things come to mind? What are some significant moments in people's lives? I think when they move out for the first time or something and go to college, I think that's a signif- significant moment. Yeah. As well as getting a license. That is a huge, like a driver's license. Yeah. That is a that is a significant moment. Yep. I think I'm getting close to getting married, so I think that's pretty significant. Like, I think that'll be a really significant oh, yeah. moment. Yeah, that will be. That will be a cool moment. That that was a significant moment for me. When the Bears win the Super Bowl next year, that'll be a, a very significant moment <laughs> in many lives. You think so, huh? <laughs> you think oh, yeah. so, huh? Oh, we, yeah. We stole one of your guys, I heard, recently. Yeah, but we got an even better one. Yeah? We got better oh, version. Oh, Jared Allen, the, yes, the bike. Oh. Did you get Jared Allen? We got Jared yeah, Allen. Got yeah, the Jared Bears, Allen, yeah, the Bears signed Jared Allen. <sighs> significant okay. moment. Oh, <laughs> well, did I yawn on the air? I'm probably <laughs> not. That one. That one probably won't live in history books. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, guys, there there are so many significant moments throughout the Bible and in life. If you believe that there is a God, and there is, and you understand that He's not random, then what you do is you live your life looking for what He's going to do. Mm-hmm. And that's where the significant moments come. That's what I was just thinking, because otherwise, really for me, until I knew what it was to live in a relationship with Christ, the creator of the universe, God, life really didn't have perspective. It didn't really have any significance. It was kind of like things just happened to me, and I had to deal with them. And, yeah, I, went to, I, I grew up in a good home, but there were a lot of things that just they happened, and they didn't make sense until— I found out what a relationship with God was really all about. You're right. It's You don't understand what significance until you found your significance. Yeah. You know, nothing really made sense. I didn't really understand the story completely until I understood the author. That was more of totally. what it was to me. I mean, and I know it, it sounds cliche, but I don't know a better way to put it. Yeah, you know what? You've heard a lot of people say that they would like to create their own story. Yeah. See, I yeah. don't think you can do that. You see, It's I, hard I, to. I think we, I mean, that sounds good. Like, I'm creating my own story. I'm if God loves Dave Wager, and he does, and he's got a plan for me today, I don't create this story. I discover it. And, and as I discover it, I find those significant moments because God makes them. There's a, there's a passage I love in the Bible. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9, the 11th verse, it says, And again I saw under the sun, the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to the intelligent, nor favor to those with knowledge, but time and chance happen to them all. And, and wow. I decided years ago, I want to know the God of time and chance. That's, ex- it, it, that's exactly it. Yeah. And, and, and when we look at this, this is, what, this is what blew me away. It was like, I've spent too much of my life trying to be swift, trying to be strong, 
trying to be wise, trying to be rich, trying to be intelligent. I've spent a lot of life trying to do that, and I can't win with that. You know why? Because it's the God of the time and chance that makes it happen, and that's it. And, and so I've changed my strategy as I've got older. I, I want to love God, and I want to walk with him, and I want to find out his plan for me today. Yeah. And it's not that I don't plan. It's not that I don't do things. I mean, we planned this program. We did, you know, it's not that we don't plan. Mm-hmm. It's just that I want to find out his plan yeah. and make myself available to it. And, you know, I'm finding some tremendous significant moments in that because God's setting it up, and I'm not. Yeah, well, and it just gives you such hope and joy because when you look back in your past— and, you know, some of us are still, maybe we just, we're just moving out of the B.C. years. I call them the before Christ years, B.C., before you know Christ is your Savior. You look back, when you finally have Christ in your heart, you look back on your life, and you're, you, all you can say is, wow, God really put me through that, not for my own demise or to destroy myself, but he put me through that because he wanted me to see who he was yeah. through it and to see how he could be faithful even when I didn't even know him. And that's really the good news of the gospel. There's no other better news than to say that God was, he's the creator of the universe. And and one thing that I thought about when you said time and date, the reality is when I was born, time didn't begin. Right. You know, time, time in life itself didn't begin with me coming into the world. And all of a sudden that makes you think, well, then the significance of that is that I'm only here for a fraction of that time. And there's something bigger going on at work here. Yeah. And then you see people in history. And, and so then you kind of begin to ask the question, well, all these things, I mean, time goes on, you know, with or without me. And so I'm part of a bigger story. Who is the author of this? Right. Like, how does it all fit? How does it all fit together? And you can't really have an answer to that question until you really meet the author of it. You know, yeah, you're going to be dead a whole lot longer than your life. I mean, that's just the way it is. And I'm thinking physically. In that well, sense. yeah, physically. Yeah, yeah. you're going to be around forever, but you had a starting date. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what's really unique. Uh, I would encourage our listeners to take Ecclesiastes 9-11 and read it over and over again, especially if you're a young person, you've got some decisions to make about college, future, whatever it is. I want to I just encourage you as an older guy that if you spend your time really trying to be swift or strong or wise or rich or intelligent, if you're really just trying to 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 do that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to find your significant moments. Right. I really think that God will give you what you need as you love him and seek him because he's the only one that's in charge of time, and he's the only one in charge of, if you want to call chance. That's yeah. it. He's the one, and he can set it up so you win. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I just encourage you, make life simpler than we've made it. It gets too difficult at times. That makes sense to Kyle and Todd. I mean, you're another generation. Is that is that sensible? Do you think that we're on base here i think that makes tons of sense i think that's the thing you have to do yeah the thing we do is make everything too complicated and then it we lose track of what's really important well and i think it becomes complicated because we're trying to figure out you know whether it's how to rationalize our behavior or you know explain away the things that have happened yeah and without god it doesn't make sense it's only just another excuse for it and when you build a life that's kind of rooted in excuses, eventually it's just kind of building your life on paper. You can just blow that right over, and it doesn't hold you up anymore. Yeah, we, we try to make our own significant moments. We, we really you know, do. We do. Yeah. So, so we're, we're saying, oh, like, if I wouldn't, let's say I'm an NBA player, which I'm not. But let's say You I'm, don't even have to be that. You could be a YouTube star. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Boom. It, it, but let's say that I'm saying making I, cakes. I need this significant. Yeah, making cakes on <laughs> YouTube. Yeah. But, but I could say, you know what? When I finally get the Martha Stewart Cake Award, you know, then life will be good. You know what I'll find out? I could get that award and life's still empty. 
Yeah. See, because what I did is I tried to make that a significant moment. Right. And and it wasn't. And 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 that's why I'm, I have a theory about professional sports teams. It's really hard to repeat as champions. And I think it's hard to repeat as champions because so often they get there and they say, that was it. That's what it was. That's what we did. <laughs> and it wasn't worth it for them. Yeah. And then they have to say, maybe two champions, maybe five, maybe seven. Mm-hmm. You know what? If that's where you're trying to find your significant moment, yeah. it probably won't be there. Yeah. And, and you can look at it and pretend all you'd like and make the rest of us pretend that it works. But mm-hmm. it probably isn't going to happen that way. Yep. Well, and the same thing, Tony Gonzalez, a pro tight end player, did he ever make it to the Super Bowl? He know. didn't. He did not. So he worked his entire career, didn't make it to the Super Bowl. So he's insignificant? Never did. Some would say he is, but I think he's you know he's got so many other records that prove his stature. But anyway, any point in life, we can try to find security, we can try to find significance in them. And the reality is, until we realize that God is the God who sees everything from start to finish, he's the author and finisher of every good work, and you are a good work, and you fit into his plan and his story, your life isn't going to have the significance that you're looking for, and you're going to find ways to fill it. So, guys, I'd love to hear just some closing thoughts on Palm Sunday and uh, just, you know, thoughts on the show. Did you guys enjoy the news story? Yeah, this, this was a fun it's, one. It I, I enjoyed it a lot, yeah. I think it's just important. I think it was a really fun show, and it's important for us to remember that we won't understand those significant moments until we understand who we get our significance from, and that's from Christ, like yeah. Dave was just talking about. Yeah. Well said. Enjoy the significant moment. Yeah, enjoy it. And just be mindful that it could be hard for a time. And you may not see the point of it. You might not see the purpose in it. But trust the one who does. God sees it. He knows. And he's going to give you hope through it. Trust in him tonight. I just encourage you with that. If you need to chat right now, there's a live coach standing by at HopeNet360.com. Go ahead. Grab the podcast tonight. Share it with your friends. And we'll see you guys online and next week. Bye. See ya. Back check that, would you? Boom.